Tell me if this sounds familiar. You just got back from a nice long lunch. Everything is going well. The sun is shining. Earlier in the day, you sent the perfect design to a client. You know they're going to love it. And then you get back to your desk after lunch and you get a frantic email from your creative director that says, we need to redo everything. The client wants it redone. They want new illustrations. They want new photos. They want new vectors. Everything has to be redone. And uh, oh yeah, we have about 15 minutes to get it done. Does that sound familiar? This has happened to me like a million times. And I like to know that there's a place that I can go uh, and have a solution for this so I don't get fired and I don't have to have an anxiety attack because when I first started out, I didn't exactly know where to go, but now I have the perfect place. And that place is Shutterstock. They have over 340 million photos, vectors, illustrations. They've got it all. Personally, I love the curated collections and that way you'll see the best of the best right away. You could skip the search and get to work. And over the years, I've used Shutterstock on my own website, on social posts, on digital ads. And every time I use it, it looks professional. It looks amazing. And if you act now, you can try Shutterstock for free and get 10 images for $0. That's right, $0, 10 images from your boy Rob here at Meet the Creatives. Just go to Shutterstock.com MTC. That's Shutterstock.com MTC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. We're here for season four, and I'm here with my good friend, Shane Griffin. Shane, thank you so much for being on the show. Rob, a pleasure. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. So. A long time coming. We've been talking about doing this yeah. for a while, but uh, good things come to those who wait. So Shane is an Irish-born director and artist. Your work spans a broad range of disciplines, from animation to live action to sculpture and CGI. But for people that don't know you, just a little, a little bit about your background uh, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I do, I do many different things. Animation, uh, sculpture, uh, CG. A lot of my work is, it starts and ends in the CG realm, mixed in with effects, design, everything that, every, the, whole, the whole visual spectrum, I, you know, I, I try to apply my, uh, my eyeballs to it. So yeah, I started, geez, how long ago now? 15 years ago, 15 years ago, wow. Wow. Uh, in a really small uh, kind of boutique post-production company in, in Dublin called The Element. It was, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was, I was kind of playing around on Apple Motion. This is like, just like, that was still around. And I was playing around with it at home and um, I had I, been in touch with this guy who kind of needed an intern to, uh, to you know, do, do the, the small dumb shit and um i was all over it i was like yeah yeah, yeah. like i can draw and he was like i don't care like <laughs> can you <laughs> can you rotoscope uh, you know right so um and and he so he brought me in and there was there was this graphics department with two guys and they were basically doing a bit of 3d a bit of 2d uh, one of them was using maya one of them was using xsi they were, they were doing some um, after effects work as well and uh the guy, the guy who brought me in, I thought he was going to teach me everything. And then he came in. I didn't realize the guy never spoke. He never says anything, right? So, like, for the two years as I was there. He didn't, You're on your own. <laughs> yeah, I was on my own. He didn't say a word to me. There was another guy there, Stephen, who was great. And um, uh, that was kind of my, like, I was 18 at the time. I, I wasn't, I didn't go to college. And, and these guys kind of, uh, you know, taught me all the dirty tricks, all the quick tricks uh, from from the, I guess, from the back door. You know, they they kind of... Um, taught me how to how to fix things rather than make things in a weird way. So, right, um, I ended up with a lot of uh, little little tricksy skills uh, from way back then, and I, even stuff that that's still with me to this day. You know, um, I still message you like randomly, like, "How do you do this?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go. who, what, like, what software is this? Yeah, and it was all it was all like really hacky. I mean, you know, even my stuff now is still in that same vein. So, I think it had a big, uh, it definitely had a big impact. Yeah, those guys were, were showing me a lot of the work that was happening in the States and like all the kind of cool motion graphics that was coming out of the States. And I was just absorbing it like a sponge, just like trying stuff out, trying stuff out, trying stuff out, like learning how how they did these type of things. And, you know, and it was right at that time where, uh, you know, 3D and 2D were beginning to form a relationship. And, um, right. you know, I, I started trying to uh, interweave some some 3D stuff into my, my 2D stuff. How long did it take until you got to that point? Because I, I feel like one of the things I want to get across on this, um, on this season is just, 
just how long things take because people will be like, you know, I can't oh, yeah. get a job in 3D animation. Oh, well, like how long have you been doing it? And they're like six months. Like, yeah. what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? I'm like, oh, no. how long before you really felt like you were starting to get your chops kind of thing? I mean, that took a really long time. I think the difference was at that point, a lot of companies were split into like 2D and 3D people and they didn't really talk. And, you know, right. there wasn't this you know, design and effects were, were separate. And, you know, it's till this day, it's still some, in some places it's a bit like that, but you know, it was very much like, you know, A and B. So I was trying to do, learn a bit of here, learn a bit of there. And I was kind of, you know, all the, the young guy trying to figure everything out. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and, you know, just add little 3d bits to my work or whatever, you know, it ended up kind of, uh, opening up a, a lot of doors for me, like trying something different, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And um, uh, I went to work for a visual effects place then uh, to earn my chops and, and kind of figure out, you know, the, the, how to make the photo real and, and just different, just, just to get a, a different sort of take, a different angle on the industry, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they were doing a lot of, they were doing commercial stuff. They're also doing effects. And then they, they started doing Game of Thrones season one uh, as I was leaving. What? Um, That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was I, crazy, I just but, got the season two on Game of Thrones. I'm going really slow, but oh I, I'm on. I'm on episode. I know I'm. I'm a very, very, very late to the party. But now I'm on episode one of season two. So no, oh, spoil, wow, whoa, no wow. spoilers. Oh uh, well, I won't say. Yeah, I can't say anything. Like any pop culture <laughs> reference now is, is out the window. <laughs> I know. What are you even doing? I know. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so they start working on that, and uh, I went to work in London for a design company, and. Um, you know, be, began to be able to use those 3D skills a lot more there. And, and uh, thankfully, at that point, there was that merger and that style was was really on the come up and, um, you know, helped kind of usher in the, the the wave of that sort of work as well, which was which was great. So, right. And that's that's the kind of territory I've been playing with ever since, you know, like um, uh, everything comes from a designy and a, and a conceptual place. And then whether that reaches animation or that reaches you know, fine art or, or sculpture or whatever. Um, right. It, it always comes from like the same sort of design and conceptual thinking that, that I was, you know, using back then. And um, yeah, here I am. <laughs> exactly. Here you are. Yeah. yeah the, it's funny because the first time that I saw your work, I actually saw your work in an art exhibition. So I saw your work in this kind of print medium and like an art gallery. And then I later discovered about your 3D work. And then I found out your work is actually on my iPhone or I guess whatever that iOS was, but uh, for your series chromatic is actually was my background on my phone. So it's pretty wow. kind of ridiculous <laughs> to be talking yeah. to you. Uh, and I remember actually, you know, I don't know if you know this, but um, you were huge in my early uh, design career because I, I think that exact night that I saw your work, we walked home and, and after like a great night out and you were just like, yeah, but like, what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, well, I want to be like a graphic designer. I want to be like this. And you're like, yes, but what do you want to do? What do you want to like, what is your legacy? Like, what do you want? And it was this kind of heady, etherical talk, but um, it really kind of made me look at my career in a new light because I had always looked at things like, oh, I want to be like this person or I want to be like the 2.0 of that. But you kind of encouraged me to look at design, not so much as like a destination, but as sort of like a sandbox and just to play and test and push buttons mm. and move things around. And because I was saying like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do that. And you're like, well, sure you can. You're just not spending enough time playing. You're kind of parroting what other people are doing and yeah. find out what you want to do. And then, and then just kind of intuitively, you'll know what to do. I think playing is, is, is super important, right? So whether it's, whether it's like a concept you have um, or if you're trying to just learn, you know, like trying to reproduce something that you've seen by learning um, or trying to reproduce something that you've seen to learn, I think is, is, you know, is a, is a good method of, of developing skills. And I think the more skills that you can, you can juggle and the more things that you can, uh, the more avenues that you have to like realize your vision. Right. So when I thought about doing the chromatic series, it was like, you know, which I felt this need to do it based on the fact that I didn't realize that I, I needed glasses. And <laughs> I was, yeah, no, I didn't know. Like, I just thought like everybody's vision was kind of blurry, but like, I didn't really know that I, I needed glasses so bad. Right. So I went right. and I got them and I got these ones from Morby Parker and I put them on and I could see like a, like a, an aberration uh, on the moon. Like, Cause I couldn't, I couldn't believe I could see the moon. Right. 
It's like, right. oh, you can actually see the texture of the moon. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I, as I was walking, I could see there was this like aberration on the moon. I was like, I'd be really interested to see what that looks like uh, really close up, you know, um, what that effect is doing on a microscopic level. And then using all the tricks that I had known or, or, or experimented with in the past. And, you know, it, it's, I eventually was able to, to, you know, create my own version of that. And, you know, I learned that from nothing specific. It wasn't like there was a tutorial out there for that, or it wasn't like that was a, a style that you could replicate. But it was more, I, I had, I had, I had developed a certain thing to, in this one commercial job, I developed this other thing in, uh, in another personal project that I was playing around with that never really went anywhere. Right. Um, I was developing artwork for a friend's album and that never really went anywhere. So like I had these kind of three combinations and I was thinking I need to simplify this and, 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 and try and streamline this, this process. Um, and it ended up just being like a, you know, combination of, of, of things that I'd learned from playing. Yeah. So the more skills that you have in your uh, skill set, you know, so whether that's, you know, drawing or, or rendering or illustration or, or copywriting or whatever, you know, that gives you ultimately unique perspective on creating anything. So if you give a brief to, to anyone who's got different skills, they're going to come back, you know, with something completely different each, right? Right. Um, like your own, your own worldview kind of forms that a little bit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Your experiences, your worldview, everything, it all kind of forms that. And I think that like that creates, a, you, you begin to create a Swiss army knife of, of skills for yourself. And, you know, you apply them when things are necessary. Right. So, you know, I, I just recently did a, a job that needed a lot of cloth simulation and, 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 you know, photorealistic leathers. As I was doing that job, I realized that like some of the techniques I was using were going back to, you know, some of the very first things I learned, you know, and yeah. then some of the things where stuff I don't, you know, a week ago. So yeah. um, the more you can develop on those individual skills, I think, you know, you're, you're just adding another, another knife to the, to the Swiss army knife, you know, and, and, and you just have more to give and you've, you've kind of more to experiment with. But the end goal of that is like, it's an expression, right? So you have more ability to express your ideas. I'm so happy you said that because personally, I've been kind of dealing with that, especially during the time of COVID-19. You know, I, I had been um, previously working at a whole bunch of different freelance jobs and mm. uh, learning new skills or, or getting let go because I didn't have certain skills. And um, it's funny because everybody has, with, with everybody graduating now, the, there's a big narrative about like, chase your dreams and for the class of 2020. And yeah. I, almost, I almost wanted to do like an unconventional speech about that. Like you're probably yeah. gonna get fired. The odds of you yeah. making it past like, <laughs> the odds of you making it like, you know, past two to three weeks yeah. are, are like not that good. And I think that, right. and all those times where I was just short of the mark or like didn't have a, like I didn't know, you know, at one job, I didn't know how to do clipping masks. And then I was like, right. you know, and then they, that's a big red flag. And if you're a freelance creative and you don't know how to do clipping masks, your creative director is going to be like, this kid's a liability and it's going to get me fired. We're going to let this yeah. go. And, but I, I vowed to myself that I would never let that happen again. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I went to my next job and then I didn't exactly know how to utilize like Photoshop brushes. And right. then I got let go from that job and like it sucked. And in the moment and when you're just starting out, it seems like the worst thing ever. But the, now I have this, um, this skill set and all these different things that I kind of had to learn out of necessity. Like I, I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't necessarily like planning on becoming an illustrator, but then mm -hmm. I realized it's like, Oh, like you're not really a viable designer if you can't do that. And there were times where I would just go home and be like unemployed and have to, you know, especially now, like in COVID, just have way too much time on my hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always wanted to have a result, right? I always wanted to have something to put in my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really thinking about like testing and playing. And I had all these freelance jobs and I thought to myself, like, what am, you know, what am I doing? But now it's, I'm like about four or five years into my career now. And I'm starting to have like a, a pretty substantial skill set, but that came from all those times of coming up short of the market and yeah. not knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah, because I mean, if you're in innately creative, you know, that'll shine through at some point. Uh, you know, it's not going to shine through day one, 
uh, definitely not, you know, but, uh, and the more skills you learn, the more abilities you have to, to, to exercise that vision, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I remember one time I was, um, I was, I was working in this visual effects company and I had this really great mentor there. Uh, he, he was, he was very experienced and, and he was great at time management. He was great at managing people. He was a really, really nice guy. And he was, you know, he had a, he had a lot of skills. He was the most creative guy in the world. But uh, he knew what to do. He knew to kind of do everything, right? He's very patient. Jack of all trades. Yeah. And let me emphasize the patience this man had, right? (laughs) So he also gave me a job when I was 20 years old, so I have to hand it to him. But he um, came in one day, and we were doing this. uh, We were doing uh, some visual effects shots on this this TV show, this Irish TV show. And there was this shot of a restaurant, kind of like a laneway of a restaurant. It's green screen at the back of the restaurant, and there was kind of rain pouring down. There's people having a cigarette in the laneway, and my job was to get rid of the green screen, right? So he said, okay, can you get rid of the green screen? I said, yeah, no problem, right? So he gives me the task, and I click the, 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 the keyer that, you know, keys off the green screen. I click key, click the color, and it doesn't work. I'm like, okay. So I start rotoscoping them one by one, right? Like frame by frame, <laughs> I start putting them out. And he comes in, and he says, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm... <laughs> I'm do, I, I couldn't get a key, so I'm so I'm cutting out the I'm cutting out the people. Right. And he says, he <laughs> says, if I can do that in 20 seconds, you have to spend the rest of the day cutting out those people, right? And I was like, there's no way you can do it in 20 seconds. And he goes, come on in here. So he brings me into his room, and he sits me down and shows me how to use the keyer properly, because I just, you know, in a, in a kind of arrogant and, and stubborn kid way, yeah. I was like, I click the button, it doesn't work computer says no you know and <laughs> he was like take the time to learn the tools like it's all there yeah just, you know, the 30 seconds you take to just go down the menu and read about those things and test them out and see what they do you know that could save you your whole day's worth of work and i was like never thought of it like that but yeah you made me do it and um <laughs> you know i never i never got a key wrong again in my life <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the ways that you're learning i know that you're pretty proficient at this point, but there's always room to grow and room to learn. So for, for people that want to get into that 3D design animation space, um, are there any specific places that you'd recommend for people just starting out? For beginners, there's so much stuff out there. I mean, there really is. I think uh, years ago, it was like you, you opened up the manual and you read the manual, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. Um, and I mean, I think it's been a while since I've looked up like some beginner stuff, but anytime I search for anything on, on YouTube or, or even on the, on the forums, you know, like if, if it's a 3d forum, whether it's, you know, the, it's the Houdini forum or it's the Redshift forum, or, or I'm, I'm sure cinema have a really good yeah, forum for that as well. Um, there's always someone either, if the question hasn't already been answered, um, there's probably someone there willing to help you. I'm always really surprised about the community and, and I never really got involved too heavily in, in that um, until recently, until probably last year. And uh, I start getting really involved in the Facebook groups to, uh, to help people out and to, because, you know, when, when I had questions and I, I put them in there, um, people answered them. Some of them fixed my problem, which would have taken me days if I even got there, you know? Right. So people are like, oh, no, it's just here. And I think that's the disadvantage of the COVID, right? It's like... It, that that uh, ability to learn from somebody in a studio environment and or have like a, a mentor that you can turn to in confidence and say hey I actually don't really know how to do this you know? yeah absolutely um, you know that's kind of gone and it's like how do we usher in the digital age of that or or the new age of that um maybe it's through groups maybe it's through forums uh, but that's how I've been I've been getting help you know and uh, people have been have been really great so if anyone's listening who's ever helped me I love you <laughs> yeah, totally. And I always wondered that myself too. When I first started that, I was like, who is going to like waste their time and like help out with all this different stuff. But yeah, when, I, when I, you, I, when I, you get the, re- when you receive the information, like you feel compelled to give it back just the other day on Reddit, somebody, uh, I could not figure out how to use my, uh, Wacom tablet. Like it was not, uh, queuing up with the new uh, Apple software and I just could not figure it out. And within like two seconds, somebody helped me on Reddit and it was so cool. And um, I think that uh, the creative field is kind of unique in that way because we're all kind of in this boat together and nobody wants to struggle with something for six hours. So sometimes I'll have something terrible happen to me like that took forever to figure out. 
yeah. then like no one even asked about it, but I'll just put it out into the internet and like let people know. And somebody will DM me and be like, thank you so much. You saved my life. So, <laughs> you know, during COVID-19, I've really taken some time to focus on my mental health and, you know, I'm uh, doing therapy. I've been, as I mentioned uh, off mic, I've been sober now for 55 days, trying to make some big uh, improvements in my mental health and my physical health. And it's certainly making a difference. But even with all that said, uh, this is certainly, you know, unparalleled times, not to sound like a commercial or anything, but you know, mm -hmm. in these uncertain times, you know, that, <laughs> but that's a real thing. Piano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cue the, uh, the minor yeah. music. And, uh, but yeah, you know, we're in a weird time right now. And I remember that before this, I had my reservations and my doubts about my standing in the creative field, even with the podcast, mm -hmm. even with all the support in the world. So for people that are kind of isolated right now, and maybe they don't feel that sense of community or, or they don't exactly have direction. Um, could you maybe give some advice to some, somebody who's in that spot? Yeah. I'm, well, first of all, congratulations on 55 days. Thank That's, you. Yeah. At the beginning of COVID, there was a lot of jobs that I had on that, that kind of dissipated, you know, just overnight. Right. Oh, sorry. We're not going, we're not going ahead with it. And it happened, I think to four jobs in a row. Wow. I, I genuinely thought like, I don't think I'm going to work for the rest of the year, you know? Yeah. Um, just thinking I, was, I had a bit of a doomsday mindset right at the beginning of it. And I was thinking, well, oh, shit, I don't know what, where, how we're going to get over this. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was a bit of a knee jerk reaction for everyone. Yeah. And that's why, you know, pe people began to pull projects and pull advertising buys and, and, and things like that. And what I ended up doing was um, taking the time to, to go back into art and, and, and to, conceptualize things and utilize the what was going on right now in the world to to create something and i have been and it's kind of it's been ongoing since i started it and i haven't shown anyone yet and uh it's actually been really rewarding it's one of those things where i spent a lot of time doing it and reeling it back in and and, and doing it again and, and then thinking uh, maybe maybe the concept is too much of a reach and then going at it again and and every time I, I think I've got a bit of doubt saying like, ah, that, you know, the, the moment's passed, you know, I realized that no, like we're really still in it and we're still kind of, you know, the, the, the theme of it is still relevant. People are right. still dealing with, um, yeah, I've had the same thing. And so it's so funny to hear you say that this is like been my exact kind of like mental state in terms of my work right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like you don't want to be too dramatic. You don't want to be too like, I guess like self-indulgent is the word that I feel like a lot lately. Yeah. Because I, and that's another thing as well. It's like you, it's one of those moments where you, you can't really like people are, you know, for, for designers and illustrators and artists and everyone in our industry, I think like we have, we're very lucky that we have the ability to work from home and we have the ability to work remotely sometimes. And, you know, uh, the, the industry is still, floating um right. but you know for other people it's, it's really disastrous so it, it is like a real tough time to be expecting attention for, for work you right. know like yeah. uh, our, our most of our stuff isn't that important in the commercial realm you know yeah. like we don't we don't need to we don't really need to talk about it with everything going on in the world right now yeah, so, trophies seem a little bit weird right now like I feel oh like my god i'm i'm over it deleted <laughs> all that like exactly yeah. you know really don't care like yeah um, but it, but it is a great time to utilize the, the energy in, in the world right now and, and channel it into something, you know? And uh, I've been working on a project that, that kind of takes this idea of, uh, you know, distorted media and, um, and you know, the, the, the alternative facts and the duality of truths and, and yeah. things like that and, and, and working it into uh, some historical iconography to you know right to ask the question you know about our own history and, and 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 kind of what we're going through now and if if our ancestors went through that as well and you know the stories that we tell ourselves you know are they real um are, yeah. are they truthful you know in in the, in the world now where none of us really know what the real truth is with anything right uh, you know I, I wanted to kind of pour instead of going on a social media tirade <laughs> no, let me yeah, take that sure. again. You know, instead of instead of vocalizing things on social media, I really didn't think it was my position to do that. Um, so, you know, I started to focus on creating a project that uh, encompassed all those feelings and 
and those questions and those emotions that I was having throughout this whole thing, you know, um, uh, confusion, isolation, um, uncertainty, um, you know, duality, um, and, 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 and try to, you know, create something that was familiar at the same time. So That's I've awesome. been working on it and it's, it's, it's nearly done and I'm, I'm very excited to get it out there. I'm excited to see it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's funny that you say that about, you know, historical context. One of the first things I did during COVID-19, uh, like the first week, like back in March kind of thing, I, uh, I called my grandma and just checked in on her to see how she was doing. And I said to her, I was like, you know, have you ever experienced anything like this in your lifetime? And I mean, like, obviously, like this situation is a little bit different, but you know, were, was the country ever like really in like the dark and then they kind of like, you know, like rose up out of it? And she told me this story about how and uh, when she was a little girl, they would um, like turn all the lights off and hide underneath the tables and they were like prepare for like the Nazi invasion. And, oh, wow. you know, and she could see like the look of fear and like her parents, you know, like, like they yeah. were like, she was like, I'm like, mom, like what's going on? They're like, Shh, like, you know, the Nazis are coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, um, and she was really, uh, and it's, it's funny because a lot of times we just have these kind of, passing conversations but you know she said there have been times of great uncertainty in this country and we thought that the you know the walls were closing in and that it would never be the same again and throughout her lifetime that um you know that she just developed a sense of context for things and it kind of helped in those times and it wasn't like you didn't grieve when things were when things went wrong but she um had kind of a framework now later in life to to understand that you know we will overcome things so i thought that gave me a lot of hope early on. Mm. Um, but then I was in isolation for like another like 60, <laughs> for like yeah. another like 60, 70 days after that. So yeah, um, yeah. All right. So companies that are hiring are always looking for experience. And one of the questions I always get is like, you know, I don't have experience. So how could I get a job with no experience? Could you maybe speak to that? Yeah, that's a great question. There's two things. Companies put out job postings and they're looking for people with experience. And sometimes people with no experience apply for those jobs, right? So that's one issue. But the other issue is, um, yes, how do you get a job with no experience? So if somebody's hiring you straight out of college, um, they're looking for two or three things. One of them is a point of view. So, you know, how have you demonstrated the work that that you're interested in? And, you know, do they see a path for you in that world, you know? So if you come with an illustration heavy portfolio and you're coming and you're like, I wanna learn animation and you're going to an animation company, you know, does that company do a lot of illustrated animation? Does that company do, you know, is there a path that you can see your work growing in? You know, you gotta think about your own growth, they have to think about your growth. So a lot of it's like point of view, like what's, what's, what's your angle? What's the work that you've been experimenting with, what have you really enjoyed and where do you want it to go? And if you can't answer those questions, like don't apply for the job. So right. you need to know your, you know, what you've done so far, um, how you've done it and what you want to do. And asking someone what they want to do is like, it, it, tells, it tells you a lot about a person. So, you know, if, if you're going for a job, you want to tell them what you want to do or you want to know exactly where you want to go. Um, and I think that's, that's the kind of, that's a small key to success. I think, especially in our industries is no one, you're like, I'm going for this and I know exactly, you know, the path that I need to take to get it. Absolutely. So point of view, second one is technical skills. So no one's going to go and give you a technical director role. If you are a Photoshop wizard, like you need to come correct with your skills and be like, I know how to do X, Y, Z, and I don't know how to do X, Y, Z or ABC. I know how to do XYZ. I don't know how to do ABC. And I want to learn how to do ABC from you. You know, uh, no one's expecting you to know it all, especially day one. Yeah. But knowing a certain amount demonstrates your ability to learn, demonstrates your dedication to, to, uh, you know, educating yourself and also, um, gives a, gives a unique point of view on, on kind of, how your skills could be utilized in different areas, you know? Right. Like where you plug and play within that company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you may be in a, a very technical company and you may be a, 
a design focused guy and you're getting to work with a lot of technical artists and you're picking up a lot of technical information. It might be the total opposite. You may be in a design focused company with not a lot of technical people and you, you may be a, a real whiz on the tech side of things and then you're learning, you're absorbing a lot of that uh, design thinking and, and uh, you know, all that, all that kind of uh, creative workflow stuff. So um, coming out of college, like you definitely don't know at all. So, you know, pick what you've, what you've been good at and uh, try to develop and try to uh, have a, an end goal in mind, you know? Yeah. I think when I left school, you know, I really wanted to work in the branding space and I went to all the big branding studios in New York city and yeah. You know, one of the things I always talk about on this podcast is be willing to have a nuanced conversation and don't be transactional when you go for these interviews. Like, mm. even if you could just like finagle your way into an interview and get there, like you're not qualified. Like, yeah. if they took you in for the interview, like you have their attention. Like I would just have <laughs> yeah. these, um, these kind of the subpar designs, but I would have them on like a grand scale. So I would like go and like take pictures of like the front of Madison Square Garden. And yeah, I would plaster like, them over that. I kind of like, in a hacky sort of fashion, I would kind of like, you know, like mock them up onto like the screen. And I still my, do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love doing that, <laughs> by the way. If any company is listening to this, like, you know, and like wants me to put like their beautiful work on like a nice, like, you know, subway ad, I got you. The mock of God. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten better. The gradient, everything has come a long way. Um, but I, I remember like interviewing and thinking to myself, like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a job with these people. And they were like, yeah. yeah, you're not going to get a job with us, but this is like, this is good. Like you're thinking on a big scale here and you know, we are, you have our attention and there's a lot of work you need to do, but you're certainly heading in the right direction. And, and that really encouraged me and, and made me enthusiastic about it. So like the work had a long way to go as did my skill set, but I was in the room talking to the people, having coffee, seeing the studio, seeing the real work on the, you know, all of a sudden I wasn't in college anymore. And I was, I mean, this might be a little bit different in today's day and age with our current situation, but you know, I went from being a kid who went to some no name school in New Jersey to all of a sudden being in the studio, looking at the work, getting a yeah. much better understanding from, and then I can go back to the drawing board. But I mm. feel like a lot of people, they want to get, they get sort of transactional. They're like, well, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to work there yet. So why bother having the interview? I would almost encourage you to go and have the interview and who knows, like they might just take a chance on you. You might have great mock-up skills and you might be, you know, the intern mm -hmm. they hire to mock up crappy stuff onto Madison Square Garden, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, I, 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 it's a personality thing. I think, um, you know, enthusiasm yeah, is the word I would use. You know what I mean? Like they, they can enthusiasm. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I, I've definitely hired interns based off in enthusiasm and some based off skills, some based off enthusiasm, some based off, uh, you know, previous, previous work they've done. So if you, if you've got determination and you, you know that you're going to follow that path and, and you, you know, you're very decisive in where you want to go. I mean, and if you're decisive at that age, you're onto something really good because decisiveness is ultimately like your, your, your kind of secret weapon. Um, the more you go down the, the road of, um, the more you elevate into leadership positions, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. decisiveness becomes like uh, a key trait in um, getting the work done on, on time, getting it done efficiently and making the right decisions, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about all of the things that you should do, but let's talk about some of the things that you shouldn't do. Uh, what are some of the things to kind of stay away from and to not do? I think it's, you're lifting somebody's ideas and it's, it's very obvious mm -hmm. and you're working in a territory that's very close to that person. Mm -hmm. Um, it's no, it's no good for anyone. It's no good for you. It's no good for them. Um, and you know what I mean by that? Like if you're seeing somebody who's doing a certain type of animated typography and you're right. like, I am, I am a person who does animated typography. I'm going to do what he does. Right. That doesn't benefit either of you, you know? Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people it. lately trying to be Sebastian Curry. That's the new thing. They, they try and like jack that style, you know what I mean? Right. Or, or, you know, John Contino, Malika, you know, pick a, there's yeah. so many kind of uh, tried and true examples of that, but yeah, I exactly. always see the same thing. And like when I would work in an agency, you'd see like the exact same artist pinned on the board every time. It's so funny. Yeah. And you know, it's not like we don't see that stuff, you know, it's like, and it's good I, for I a reference that. point, you know what I mean? It's, it's one thing to reference. It's another thing. Of to course, and like every, everyone's pulling references 
Exactly, yeah. Um, and in today's day and age, I think reference gets pulled, concepts get used, or concepts get borrowed, let's say, um, at, a, at a rate that we've never seen before. You know, and it's very hard to protect your original idea, your original concepts and, and your, uh, and your images. It, it is really, really hard to protect it because you, you've no power over who sees it or where it goes. You know, I've had a lot of companies reach out to me and say, Hey, we, we sold our client on your work and now, you know, we'd like you to do it. And, you know, they want to, they, they want to give them, you know, they, they have ridiculously low, you know, they, they want to, they don't really want to pay very much. Right. And, you know, they want specific images. And I'm kind of like, no, that's not how it works. And also, it's, um, if I'm going to make something, you know, I, I want to be, in, if, it's, if I'm going to make a, a, another iteration of my own work, I want to be in charge of it. Right. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are kind of borrowing, uh, you know, styles and aesthetics from, from other people without paying dues. I right. think if you're out there and you're like, Look, I just started, or you know, you're 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 a junior middleweight designer, and you're like, oh, I, I really admire this guy's work, this girl's work, and I want to, you know, do my own version of it. Um, and you want to shout that person out and say, hey, you really inspired me to do this. Totally cool. Everybody's yeah. cool with that. Yeah. There's no issues there. I think if you do it and you're trying to masquerade it as your own thing that you just came up with out of the blue, without seeing this this thing that you've clearly taken you're not fooling anyone, you know, yeah. and it's, it's honestly, it's not new designers who do that. You know, I know pretty established designers who do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, com companies, you know, um, that they, they do it all the time. And mm -hmm. it, when you're that person who's the work has been borrowed from, shall we say, um, control is really, is really, really hard, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's odd because, you're like, I'm free. Just call. <laughs> Could have called me. Yeah. You know, you don't need yeah. to get the, you don't need to get the call cheap guy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's, so it's, 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 so when I see that in people's books, I'm kind of like, okay, I understand what type of a person they are. They, they're, they're more interested in um, likes and clicks and, and that than they are in, in pushing the, the envelope with the visual territory, you know? Yeah. My advice to anyone doing that right now is to either shout out the person that you're, you know, really influenced by, um, right. give, give, give them the props. It's not like other people don't know, right. You know, um, don't try to masquerade it as your own. If you, if you know, it's not. Um, and another thing would be if you're, if, if, if you're at home and you're making it, and you feel like it's too close. If you feel like it's too close, it probably is. Yeah. But if you're at home making it and you feel like it's too close, congratulations. You've opened up like part one of your next piece of your, your, your next personal project, you know? Right. And, and, that's, and that's figuring out a skill. Now it's up to you. Now it's up to your mind to adapt that skill and, and, and create an original idea with it, yeah. which you don't see a lot of. You see, you see people who go halfway. They figure it out. They figure out how to rip off someone and they they run with it you know yeah um and it's you know it, that's only that's only the, that's only right at the beginning that's only the first step right you're then, kind of then, emulating yeah yeah you, yeah you stop emulating and, and you kind of progress it and i think if everyone started doing that you know we'd be in a we'd be seeing a lot of great stuff out there but. yeah like for me i've always had it in my head one day i'm gonna make my version of the seven up on cola psychedelic campaign i had some mentors early on you know brian collins you know showed me all these uh different you know he introduced me to you know seymour quas and then milton glazer and all these different people and and then i went on pinterest and i got books and i downloaded all the different stuff and i studied it and i watched the yellow submarine like 1900 times i had um christoph neiman on my podcast i talked about like heinz edelman you know it's like four years down the road now yeah. and i've learned finally how to kind of emulate that style and, and some of the, the tricks and stuff and how, you know, I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of yeah. that aesthetic. And yeah. I probably, if I wanted to, could make 
some sort of like copied version of that. But it's not at a place where it's, it's you know, Rob Johnson's version of that style. It's still yeah, yeah, yeah. their style. Yeah. And I think that it takes years and years and years to get to a place where you can pay homage to them. But not only that, but do your own version of it. And every time I do it, I can look at it and I can say, hmm, I'm kind of doing the Milton Glaser thing right now. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm referencing from that. And I think that one day I'll be able to uh, infuse that into a campaign and have it be something that I know can be true to myself. But until that point, I'm not there yet. And, I, and it's something that um, I struggle with because I want to have something in my portfolio that has that look. But it's, it's, it's not my look. It's their yeah. look. And until I can learn, like, you, you have to get to a place where, like, you can do it and you can mimic it and then mm. continue to go past that, if that makes sense. You know what yeah, I mean? and, like, let's, let's not forget. I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to have that. I'm going to bring psychedelic style <laughs> back. It's going to be amazing. Pepsi, come work with me. Get out of Rob Johnson. Come on, Rob se Johnson. Seven up, let's reboot it, baby. I'm here. <laughs> He's ready to go. I have some people I can help Girl, to kind of. Swinging at the mic out. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, you know, uh, the, the thing about the industry right now is it's moving really, really quick. And like, I can understand you get a, you're, you're working in a place, you get a brief in, it's referenced in somebody else's work. You have no choice. I've been in that position myself. It's very, right. very, very hard to deal with, uh, especially if you have a lot of pride in what you're making. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and somebody, the boss and the person who's paying the bills is, is putting pressure on you to get closer and closer and closer to this person's work. Right. Um, that's hard. Right. That's really hard. And having been in the seat of, of, of the guy clicking the buttons when I was younger, um, that's, that's it's a hard pill to swallow. So um, I, I, I understand that that happens and that's something that, you know, everyone will have to go through at some point. Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, there's there's this kind of like almost like hyper recycling of concepts, right? People are like going on Pinterest boards, saving entire boards. That's concept one, save an entire board. That's concept two, save an entire board. That's concept three, get people right. to execute it. And what you're seeing is this kind of like melting pot of, it's very hard to like pick a studio out anymore and go, oh, that's their work. Right. You know, there's only like five or six maybe. Yeah. That are staying true to. And they're all copies because, from each other. Yeah, they're all copies from each other. Now that's fine. You know, that's, that's how the, that's how the visual like territory moves forward. Um, but there is some marquee moments that, you know, people have made that uh, I feel should be left alone. And, and, and those, like some of the people that you mentioned earlier, you know, mm -hmm. um, their, their signature styles are, are theirs and, and they should be left alone to, to do that. If there's anything that I can say that I've recently learned, it's that I'm starting. So this will be, I think, my fifth year in the design field. I mean, I was in college and stuff like that. And yeah, that's still very, I'm in like the infancy of my career. I, I, and I, I don't think that I would have looked at, the, at that like that. Like I said before, you know, like how long have you been working at this? I've been for six months. When you're just out of school, that seems like an incredibly long time. Yes. But for me, I'm, I'm realizing now it's like, oh, no, I'm at like the foot like the very entrance of my, you know, I've just now got to, to the, you know, the land yeah. of Oz. I'm just now here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the mindset that I'm trying to be in, especially in the current climate, is a mindset of patience and realizing that it's going to take a long time. Like, sure, I could, you know, emulate some sort of psychedelic style and have it look like something else. And, and that's cool. Or I can continue to hone my craft and get past that point and make something that is unique and be and be willing to take the time and, and make work that is not going to go directly onto my portfolio. Be willing mm. to, to test and play and, you know, kind of tying in with what we were talking about earlier. Just be willing to get better at things and be willing to be patient. And I think that that's something that we're not seeing a lot of nowadays. Yeah. It's, and it's also a lot of pressure, you know, there's a lot of pressure yeah. of Lots social of media, like people, I, I did a guest thing at a SVA, maybe it was a year ago or something. And one of the, one of the um, students, uh, I said, Oh, what do you, what sort of work do you want to do? Or, or, you know, who do you admire? Or, you know, what, what are you interested in getting? I can't remember whatever I asked her. Right. And she said, um, I want to be Insta famous. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, is that what it is? And 
what it made me realize is that like don't say that (laughs) (laughs) and what it made made me realize is that like there's an awful lot of pressure Mm -hmm. uh, on people to be churning at work and it's very hard to come up with fresh ideas like it's easier to sit down and copy someone's work than it is to come up and do a fresh idea and still get a bunch of likes and and get a lot of love for it like that is hard right let's let's not um let's not beat around the bush there. So you get a lot of people who are like, you know, Oh, this is just, it's just, it's just a trend and I'm just hopping on the trend or whatever. Right. You know, they're pumping them out as soon as they, you know, they're pumping them. pumping them. I, I kind of feel for, I feel for the industry because that's what social media has done to our world. You know, it's like people have this kind of, uh, this, this burning, I don't know. The people have like a, um, a compulsion to post and and to 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 get uh, attention and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and without like taking the time to um, hone in on a certain craft or develop themselves, right? And the difficulty there is that like everyone wants to get have the freshest feed, right? So you go on and in the first twelve images, you want to get exactly what that person's done their whole life. You know what I mean? You're like right. your portfolio is twelve images. That's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I'm struggling with it. I, you know, uh, as I was saying to you earlier on off mic, I've been trying to redo my website and trying to curate it. And, uh, and I've got loads and loads of projects and I, I have to figure out which ones I want to lose and which ones I want to keep. And like, it, it's becoming one of those things where like, you know, you're only as fresh as the last thing you made right. type of thing. You're only as good as your last at bat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that's uh, a nice American, uh, American saying. Yeah, thanks for that. Actually, I, d- I didn't know that one, but uh, I will use. You're it only as good as your last at bat. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I don't particularly think of myself as being like uh, one of the one of the older designers, but I definitely have been around the block, and it's it's tricky for me to even you know try to curate stuff or, or break stuff down or or keep coming up with fresh ideas. It's, it's really really hard. Right. Um, so I think people out there rushing to do it because they feel like they need to, uh, they feel inadequate or they feel like they need to be p- pumping at work all the time. Like, uh, you know, you don't, you can, you can chill. It's, it's not a, it's a race to the bottom if everyone does that, you know, yeah. there's no, there's no substance in it and there's no, um, it's quantity over quality and, and yeah. you know, that, that's, that's not something that's, it doesn't, that's not really going to last. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. And people don't care as much as you, you think that they do either, too. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like I have I used to be so egocentric with my podcast. Like everyone was listening and and everyone you know and everyone was paying attention and yeah. they were all judging me. And you'd be surprised how much people like don't really care. Like you know what I mean. Like right. <laughs> some of like my best friends are they're like, oh, you had that person in the podcast. I'm like, dude, I had this whole big rollout. Like th- like it's kind of nice to know though that like you know you're not you're not under a microscope. Yeah. even like there's just, there's so much out there. There's so much content. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that we all look at our, por- I think that anyone who looks at their portfolio and is like, this is awesome. They're probably like a terrible designer. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and not even, not even from a place of like fake humility, but it's just like the human yeah. condition. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much work that I've done over the years. That's probably great. But like, I, I don't know, you know, my, yeah. like, is, is meet the creatives good? I mean, yeah. Yeah, some <laughs> of them are like, you know, terrible. sometimes you need to revisit. Sometimes you need to go back and say, Oh, that thing I thought was a piece of crap last year is actually not so bad. Yeah. You yeah know, bring sure. it back. Bring it yeah. back. Um, yeah. There's nothing like a good throwback. Actually. I like going through the old projects and being like, Oh, that, that kind of stands the test of time. I didn't think that was any good then, but it looks all yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You kind of want to like revamp it and put it on, you know. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, I lost a lot of my old files, but like I, re- I wanted to revamp everything for like kind of, you know, 4K monitors and all that sort of stuff. Shane Griffin, a retrospective, no, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> online, you know. Yeah. And uh, I went through some old files. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find them in high res. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I know they're, that feeling. Good as well. Yeah. Dude, this has been so great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, on the outro, I have to do the Irish accent. So here we go. All okay. right. Now, here wait, go. you got to tell me what part of Ireland. So my, my friend, Kieran, my friend, Kiro, who I talked to all the time on the phone, he has a, he has a uh, <laughs> his name is Kieran. His name is Kieran, but I call him Kiro. Old Kiro. <laughs> do you have a friend named, do you have any Irish friends named Kieran? 
Kieran, yeah, I have a few named Kieran. Oh, yeah. Kieran. <laughs> Kieran, you, that's the that's like the beer, like the, always, the Japanese beer. <laughs> he always call. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that from last time. He always calls me like, "Oh, Lado, did you post today?" It's the, the 1840 Tavern. Oh, we need all the lassies to come down to the to the bar. You know, it's funny. Like when I try and do it, like when I think yeah. about it too much, it's like not that good. But if I if I were to like after a couple of pints, oh, after a couple of pints, I could really get going. But I can't be doing that. I'm For anyone listening who doesn't believe Rob, he actually is really good at the Irish accent after about seven points. Yes, after a couple of Guinness and a couple of Schmidtics. <laughs> oh, my favorite Irish bar. Oh, I'd love a Guinness. All right, Shane Griffin, where could people find you online? Rob Johnson, you can find me uh, Instagram at Griff, that's one F, uh, not two Fs, G-R-I-F. Uh, you can get me on Vimeo at Griff as well. Uh, you can get me on the website, shanegriffin.nyc. And you can get me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Griff, G-R-I-F. Yes, and his, his Instagram is not for sale, lads. It's not, not for, for sale. sale Stop lads. asking him. He doesn't want to give it to you. Where are you from originally in Ireland? I'm from Dublin. Oh, Dublin, right. Yeah, I don't know where the accent you do is. I've, I, I've never heard it, but I'm oh, my boy, sure it's someone. It's <laughs> Kieran, no Kieran's fault. Is it? Kieran, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're going to have um, to tell me where he's from. Yeah, I have to ask him. Um, we officially did it. We're, we're done with the first episode of season four. Uh, I'm going to uh, release uh, some more episodes. There'll be a new episode every week. There's going to be four uh, this month. I'm running a little bit behind here, but there'll be four episodes. And all these episodes are presented by uh, Shutterstock. And uh, I remember when Shutterstock first reached out, my friend Shane here helped me uh, with, with the right things to say. And, and we locked it down. And uh, I'm really excited to be partnering with Shutterstock for season four. And uh, shout out to Suki and everyone for making that possible there. If you go to Shutterstock.com slash MTC, you can get 10 free images. Go to Shutterstock.com. And if not for Shane Griffin, I probably would have not sat th set that up. I was scared. Shutterstock reached out and I've been using them for years. And uh, and you were the one who, who helped me to, to craft the email. And, and they said yes. So I'm excited to work with Shutterstock. And if you want to have an awesome looking portfolio, use Shutterstock. Do you like, do you like Shutterstock? Do you use them? Uh, well, I will now that I can get free credits by being on here. And, um, and by doing, going to where? Shutterstock.com. By, by going to Shutterstock.com forward slash MTC. That's it. 10 free images. images. Listen, it's, it's, a new, <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new partnership. I'm really excited about it. And, uh, Seem excited about it. Go there, get 10 free images and uh, make me look like a star. Sometimes I go, I, I call Rob up and I say, Rob, where did you get those amazing images? Said, and I say Shutterstock.com slash MTC. Slash MTC. For real, people, go. I can't look stupid. I, I, my audience is not that big and I need you to go. You get 10 images. And if you don't like it, you can cancel. But there will be no reason to cancel because Shutterstock is awesome. Hopefully they, uh, they keep me as a sponsor after this ridiculous. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. Rob, my pleasure's mine, man. Pleasure's I'm mine, so Lado. <laughs> All right, buddy. I love you. Uh, uh, love you too, man. I'll talk to you later on. Take a later. Love you. Uh, bye.